In this podcast, I will inspire you to go past the limitations you place on yourself as we explore your infinite possibilities in the Akashic Records. The portal is open now. Hello and welcome back to Your Light is Fearless. My name is Amber. I am your host and I hope that you are having a lovely, relaxing holiday season. I know that the holidays can bring up a lot of emotions, but I am sending you so much love and I am very thankful to all of the listeners. I hope that you feel the kindred spirit that I am creating here in my podcast because the connection is so important for me. Every single one of my listeners I consider to be a kindred spirit. And this podcast has been such a beautiful way in which I can share my heart and speak my messages. And so I just would like to say to each and every listener that I appreciate you and thank you for coming along this journey with me. This episode is the five biggest lessons that I learned in 2022. 2022 has been a huge year for me. It is in my numerology, it has been a year one. So if any of you know anything about numerology, I did not know that much until I looked up, I I believe it was called creative numerology. It's a really good resource if you want to look to see what year you are in your numerology. It just happens to be that my wife and I shared the same exact year. So we both went through a year one, which is huge growth, big changes, everything falling apart to rebuild. And so Needless to say, my 2022 has been a huge, stressful, sometimes traumatic, to be honest, year for me. It has asked a lot of me. I have had a huge amount of growth because of the challenges that I have gone through. And so I want to share a little bit about this because I do believe that although we learn in our own experiences. Often when we share about what we are going through, it creates a big sense of relation. You can relate so much when you hear what other people are going through and a couple of things happen. One, support. Don't ever underestimate the power of support for others in your life, just to maybe listen to what you're going to. I know for me that I have had a few friends and family members that I have been able to lean on throughout this year, and that has been such a gift. Sometimes it is what we need is support, but also when you can relate to what someone else is going through, that brings you strength. You do build strength in challenging times, but it doesn't happen overnight. And so when you can see in someone else their experience and say, wow, I am going through something similar, even if it's not exact the exact situation, if you can see, watch a movie, hear this podcast episode and say, wow, that person understands 
what I'm going through. They understand the emotions. It really creates a powerful, sometimes silent relationship and connection that you often don't know how much it really helps when people share their struggles. So I want to share the five biggest lessons that I've learned in 2022, which again has been my year one. And I'm going to just jump right into it. So the first lesson is to simplify things. I tended to, I do tend to overthink. I kind of blame my Pisces moon. I don't know why I'm not an astrologer. (laughs) It's just an easy thing to blame my Pisces moon for my overthinking in my life. But what overthinking does is a lot of things. It causes stagnation. It causes, usually it's coming from a place of perfection or self-doubt or insecurities. So I will... I normally get a lot of ideas and I have a lot of things that I want to do and share, but when I overthink them, I kill that flow of creative expression. Again, it causes stagnation in my aura. And so what I was doing, I noticed a pattern where I was overthinking little things and big things. It didn't quite matter, but the overthinking is the killer of creative expression. And a lot of people stay stuck in the pattern of overthinking because they don't know, and me including, how to get out of taking action. And so one of the things that I learned was to simplify things. So when you simplify things, you are able to not make them such a big deal. So a lot of the lessons that I'm sharing kind of go into from one to the next. They all seem to relate. But there is power in simplifying things and not projecting a lot of unneeded emotion or unneeded anything. We can project rules, rigid rules. We can project and make things so big, even just maybe sharing something on Instagram. We can create these huge blocks from our own mind onto every little thing that we do or every big thing that we do. So when I say simplify things, it really just means that you stop overthinking what you want to do and you start to share and express whether it is something that you want to say to through a blog, a vlog, something that you want to create an offering, something that you want to do as far as teaching a, a class, something that again, you you want to anything that you want to share, the more that you do that and simplify what you think it means, and the more that you let go of perfection, the more you clear your aura and the more you're able to see through taking action what those what expressions really mean because usually a a a, a an expression that you have in your heart when you take action and sharing it in the moment is the most powerful. It's the most magnetic. And also, 
It's more important to take action with things that you want to do because you learn a lot about what you really want to do by actually doing it. But I did notice that there was a couple of things that I did in my business that I thought I would really like. And then when I did it, I did not like that and I would never have known. So I had done a group reading in the Akashic Records. I think I did two of them. And although I wouldn't say it was a fail, I didn't like the energy of rushing through and having to read people in that way. So I I had a choice to how do I want to serve as an Akashic Record reader, and I didn't quite feel that doing a group reading what was was what worked for me. And so sometimes you have to just try the thing to know if it's what you want to do, but I believe it's more important to do the thing and learn from it in that experience than it is to overanalyze in your own internal mind, how you think things will work. Because we really, really learn through experience, through actually doing things. So simplifying things is hugely important, which really means taking the things that you want to do in your life and stop making them such a big deal. And this is something that I have had to do for all the projects, all the endeavors, all the work that I've been doing in year 2022. I have had to simplify them. So this goes along with the next lesson, which is putting things into the right perspective. So I was forced to put things in the right perspective because of a lot of the life's challenges that I had, which I can't talk about the details of it. It's something that I do hope to share more in the future, but I'm not able to talk about the details of what the exact challenges that I was going through. But I, behind the scenes in this year, had the had a life where there was a lot of uncertainty. Everything was upside down. And there was crisis moment after crisis moment. I had a lot of separation between family members, and you would probably make an assumption that I would say is not true. I don't think anyone could have really known what I was going through because it was really out of a movie. But in this crisis, traumatic energy that caused an extreme amount of uncertainty and feelings of fear, I was able to, or not able to, I was forced to really put things into the right perspective. So what that means is everything before this experience that I thought was hard or that I was afraid maybe to to go towards, you know, putting myself out there and sharing myself. Um, Let me just be more detailed. Okay, so for me, um, I've had to work through a lot of my own insecurities doing readings. I have had to also grow and transform out of a lot of limitations that I projected on what it would mean for me to show up and share myself and serve in a big way. So 
I'm not saying that I'm completely healed from self-doubt and insecurities, but the way that I was able to grow from putting things into the right perspective was that I wasn't projecting as much fear and self-doubt onto many things that I was doing in my business, like doing readings under this extreme stress. What I proved to myself was that it was my mindset that was creating the self-doubt and insecurities because when I had a bigger problem and I no longer projected that amount of self-doubt or, or when I no longer even had the energy to entertain the idea of insecurities and I was able to then change the way I led myself through doing the work, I realized that the whole time I was the one creating that perspective in which I was leading myself. So oftentimes you will see that people have an illness or they have a death in the family or an extreme traumatic situation, which was my case. And what it does is it puts things into the right perspective. My near-death experience did that too, because when I died and then had that whole experience where I really, I met source, I became one with source, and I had all the messages that I had that really reshifted everything in my life. It's really that reshift of your perspective that creates your experience of reality. And so I don't wish for you that you have to have an illness or a traumatic scenario to make you put things into a different perspective, but that was the gift of this year is that I was able to naturally stop projecting so much fear onto the way that I was serving my spiritual business. And so every time I did readings under this extreme stress, and I have to say I felt that these readings were powerful and I was able to show up in this different way, I, I realized that there's another way to lead ourselves. So we, we don't have to do things with fear and that we, we, the perspective is really the, the powerful way that you can change your experience of your, the dynamic of how you serve in your spiritual business, whatever it is that you do. I do know that in the mentorship that I have with many people that, where I've taught them how to read the Akashic Records, that you do build confidence through evidence and through practice. But at some point, we all experience the fear of the vulnerability of showing up and doing readings on a daily basis. And that fear comes from it, such a desire to, to give a good reading that we sometimes can kill any joy in this work because of this extreme fear that we have. And so to be honest, with me, the, the last years in which I've been doing readings, I put myself on such a pedestal with each client to want to do such a good job that a lot of times that would exhaust me. And so the biggest gift, again, is when I had something that was actually truly threatening to my daily life, and I put it into perspective and took 
the fear off the table of doing readings. It, they ended up being so, so much more seamless. Um, not everything in life has to be joyful. That's the other thing. I don't think that we should say that every reading is joyful, but it every reading that we do is a magical opportunity to create powerful transformations. And that brings joy to others and to ourselves, but it's not the only thing that it brings. But fear is not how we have to continue to do things. So putting things in the right perspective was a big, big, big life lesson and something that now I can move forward with leading myself in this dynamic where I'm putting, I'm taking myself and the readings and the work that I do off the pedestal. And this includes the teach the classes that I teach. This includes all these other projects that just always seemed so scary and so big. It, it doesn't have to be that way. And so I'm excited to move forward with all the projects that I want to do. I know that the masterclass that I taught, I was still extremely fearful because it was the first masterclass that I taught to an audience outside of a community that I'm in. But I also believe that it was part of my year's lesson that was able to give me courage to do that. So moving on to the third life lesson would be resiliency. So to challenges often create resilience out of necessity. So we've all heard that in friction, we learn the most and it's true. We, we do grow the most in times when we are asked to rise to the occasion. So when you build resiliency through challenging times, you end up building resiliency through or just resilience through rising to the occasion. So in the beginning of this year, which would have been starting with last Christmas, I actually closed my calendar at a time when I was building a lot of momentum in my business. I had a lot of people reaching out to me for readings. And at that time, it was the beginning of the whole stressful situation and I wasn't able to show up and that's okay too. When you're going through a hard time, you're going to have the stages and cycles of how you respond to it. And the first stage mostly will be highly emotional. It's going to be something that you have to honor in yourself when you know that you need to pull back from like and life and take time to have self-reflection and to nurture yourself to to usually you know these stressful times or these traumatic times they create a wound and so a wound creates makes you need to pull back in these ways so I did close my calendar, block it all off, but that was what I needed and that was okay. And that's that's what I want to make sure that I don't relay that I believe that in challenging times that immediately you're going to step into resiliency. But there's the evolution of the way you lead yourself through things that will include 
resilience and it will include resilience at a key time when you know that you are faced with a choice to go down different paths. So there will be the time you have to process what you're going through and heal and come back to self and come back to solitude and reflection. And then there's going to be a time when I believe you energetically come to a crossroads and you have a choice with how you're going to lead yourself moving forward because nothing lasts forever. And there is a way that you have to deal with your life's experiences. There's a way that I had to deal with my life's experiences. At some point, I had to respond and make a choice. How was I going to move forward? And these choices were asked upon me many times this year. Many, many, many times I had to say to myself, am I going to get up today? Am I going to rise to the occasion? I in many ways, didn't have any choice with my children. I I am a mother of two boys. They have extremely intense schedules, you know, and so that helped me. But with my business, there was a point where it was, who am I going to give my power to? Am I going to give my power to this person, this toxic person? Am I going to give my power to this situation? Am I going to create victimhood? Because Although I believe that perpetrators actually do create victimhood, that we do get to change that dynamic when we exercise choice and when we exercise leading ourselves in choice in an empowered way. So that is what I mean by resilience. And so every time I decided to create a program, create a class, do do something for for myself in my light and in service of the light of others, I felt empowered. So this same year that has been so traumatic has also been the year that I launched this podcast. It has also been the year that I did my group readings in the Akashic Records. I also did a group meditation in the Akashic Records. I also started to open my books and do readings. And every time I thought that my emotional state would have made it impossible to show up and do an Akashic Record reading, I actually realized that I was able to tap into my higher power and I was able to communicate with the divine realm in a easeful way, in a powerful way. And so... I was really able to grow and to show up in a way that I never thought was possible, which allowed me to see what was possible in other areas of my life. And I built a lot of strength. And there was a lot of times that I had to come back to self and had to feel my feelings. But there was a quote that I heard from someone that I... um, I wish I remembered the name of, but I read this quote and he said that you don't have to have it all to give your all. And so in life, we, you know, you don't have to have the most challenging year of your life to have struggles because we have struggles all the time in some way. And so it's really about what are you going to give your power to. So if you let the struggles bring you down and define what you're capable of, then it's going to be really 
hard to expand. And so it was this extreme juxtaposition of, you know, this challenging, stressful time. And then, oh, wait a minute, I can also do all these things that are really stretching and really growing. And I can be empowered to move forward in my life. And so I felt this is important that I hope you realize the same is that you'll be amazed at how much you can do in difficult times. So showing up, like expressing yourself, I believe is the key to accept, to success so that you choose you can choose to show up and you can choose to use what you're learning in a vulnerable vulnerable way. And so I hope to share more about what I'm learning because I believe that that creates a purpose to what those challenging times were. So that would be, this lesson is the resiliency, how you can rise to the occasion. So the other lesson that I want to share is what I call accepting the learning curve. So this goes along a little bit, I I think, with the first lesson, which would be, you know, to stop overthinking and simplify things. But what I realized is that there is a learning curve to new projects and endeavors. So to the podcast, this podcast that I launched, I'm still in a learning curve. To the masterclass that I launched, I I did this, you know, masterclass on how to read the Akashic Records. And I'm so glad that I did, but I have a lot to learn and to perfect. But I wouldn't have learned unless I cr- had a starting point. The slides didn't work. Um, it still ended up to be... F- fabulous people had great response and if you attended that master class thank you i had almost 20 participants and i was really excited about starting this but the reason why i think it's important that we accept the learning learning curve is so that we don't put a expectation on a new endeavor that is unrealistic it's almost like embracing the beginning what it takes to to launch something to do something new and to embrace the learning curve is to then also embrace the gift of what it is when you start something new because again we do not learn unless we go through the experience of it so we can think as much as we want in our head and try to prepare, but it's the actual experience of doing it that allows us to learn. And we all have to start somewhere. And with self-reflection, you start with one project. For me, the mastermind, I'm like, okay, so I did it. And when I was done, I was, you know, my nerves were shot and I thought, oh, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. But then I realized that so many things that I have to accept the nerves. We have to accept our nerves and the fear. That's part of it. If you accept it, it doesn't overshadow everything. If you can just accept that you will have fear when you do something new, you will have a lot to learn, then you can look towards what comes after that. Because the more you do it, the more you learn, the more you tweak things. So now I have a lot of new ways that I want to 
do my next master class. But I really encourage you to accept the learning curve because I do think that the only failure, I don't believe in failure. I think that if there ever were to be anything of failure, it would be not trying. Because if you really look in history, the people who who seem successful now have tried and tried and tried over and over and over again, many different ways, and they have perfected their system, they have perfected their product, they have, they have learned through experience, an amazing reader it has started somewhere. And so just doing the thing and accepting the learning curve was a big lesson because the year before I had wanted to do a lot more things in my business, but I wasn't able to even move out of the fear to even do the thing. And so again, I realized that it's the learning curve that will be the most important in how I build my body of work and how I serve and teach. So what I realized with a learning curve is that everything that I had thought that was important around putting forth any sort of endeavor was not important. So it was me asking myself, what are the rules that I'm putting around projects around launching things and the rules mostly were attached to perfection and they were mostly attached to things that wouldn't even that don't help your growth and your stretching so that stretching feeling that you feel every time you do something new is actually amazing so I want to for myself and for you to redefine and reframe the way that we think of progress and success. So remember, there's no such thing as failure. With True failure is when you don't try. And that real success is allowing yourself to learn. So stretching is going to literally take you doing something, reflecting, tweaking, and trying it again. And so if we can just again, reframe the way that we think expansion feels. Expansion, usually, I don't know what has happened, if it's the culture of social media, but expansion is not all abundance and joy. It does include abundance and joy, but it includes a lot more. It really includes a learning curve, and a learning curve is going to be what ultimately brings you that sense of joy where you can feel proud of yourself and you can say that you have a sense of fulfillment because you are expanding. And so I believe that our true signature in our human experience is to expand. But sometimes we think that expansion means that we're going to expand in an all-loving feeling all the time. But I believe that what real true love and self-love means is allowing yourself to share, teach, and, and serve, and at the same time, unravel the parts of yourself that are insecure. So it's this parallel journey between undoing the not-self or undoing 
unraveling the part of you that feels that showing up is scary, unraveling the part of you that feels like, who are you to be this powerful? Who are you to share? Who are are you to step into this aspect of yourself that you don't know? So at the same time you show up and expand, you are unraveling the limitations that have maybe blocked you from doing that. And so that's that stretchy feeling. So this is what stretching feels like. It kind of feels like you're riding on a roller coaster and falling down sometimes. But it feels like that when you have assigned a meaning to what you think it should be. So it's almost that I feel that if I embrace, this is how, what I feel, like if I embrace just the reality of what stretching feels like, then I'm giving myself a sense of support to begin with. And I'm no longer putting an unrealistic expectation around maybe what it feels like to go through a learning curve. So that's why I'm so passionate about supporting other women in their expansion journey. And that's why one of the next projects I'm doing is I'm putting together a program that's going to help support women in expansion and in, in really what it actually means to expand so that we can give ourselves space to feel fear without making that feel bad. And we can, at the same time, we give ourselves space to feel fear. We give ourselves space to feel more than that. So that is the fourth lesson. And the next lesson is that my... When I am serving my purpose in my life, I'm not serving my desires. So I believe this is another reframe in the way that I have thought about desires. I always say that, you know, I'm following my desires when I want to show up and serve you, this you. When I want to show up and create a program, when I want to give someone a reading, all these things that I am doing in my spiritual business comes from a desire. But when I really look at what desires are, I've come to realize that it's more desires are more instant satisfaction and I believe that there's different love different levels of desires and that I believe that that has also created a false illusion of what it means to serve my purpose because I believe I'm serving my purpose from a calling. So I believe that that calling that I feel to teach and to serve is not really a desire. It's a mission that I am facilitating and when I have shown up in the past with my purpose and it doesn't feel all joyful and easeful, sometimes it can feel wrong. Like, well, how is this really a desire if it doesn't really feel good? And it's actually because I don't believe that our purpose serves our desires. I believe our desires are 
I want that piece of chocolate. I want to go to Japan. Our, I want to dye my hair purple. It's our desires are is something that we want to do that we get on that personal individual level of satisfaction. But to serve your purpose is to serve others. It's to open yourself up to the collective and to evolve in a much bigger and broader way. And so if you think that when you serve your purpose, you're going to be serving your desires, I think that for me, that did me a disservice. So it's again, redefining what these statements, what these mission, what these words mean. So to, to serve your mission is going to take more from you, but it's also going to give more from you. And there's just a whole other set of rules with serving your mission, serving your purpose. So serving your purpose is going to test your human limitations more than anything else. And it's a good thing because when you unravel your limitations and you transform them, you become more of your true essence because we are not our limitations, but we experience them as temporary blocks. And so I think that if we can reestablish what it looks and feels like to serve our purpose and know that it's going to feel stretchy, challenging, that we're going to be facing all the parts of ourselves that we have not wanted to. It's the shadow coming to the surface because what it calls and asks upon you is for you to serve the great, it, it, it asks for you to serve the greater part of yourself. It's the part of yourself that becomes one with all, that puts your individual essence to the back burner and creates who you are in relation to the universe in relation to all others and in relation to unity consciousness. So it's no longer just about you and what feels good. It's about what do you have to offer and it's about your magnificence. It's about who you are in your wholeness. And so it does create a lot of stretching feelings and it just takes a different reservoir of energy to serve the collective and to serve others. So desires are important to act on, right? As long as they don't hurt anyway, anyone. I'm talking that I believe that desires are an important part of living this life. But service and purpose is not just about receiving pleasure as much as it's it's about creating connection through expressing, teaching, and facilitating growth in others. And it will facilitate growth for you as well. I don't want you to think that I feel that serving your purpose will not ever include joy, but I just don't think it's the only thing that it asks upon us. So truly a calling is asked upon you. And when it is asked upon you, it requires you to rise to the occasion and to face your insecurities. So I, these are 
the five lessons that I could think of now. I'm sure I've had many other lessons this year, but I hope that these help you. I hope that these help you in any area of your life that you can apply them to. I'm so excited about my next year coming into 2023. For me, my birthday is January 3rd, so it falls right after the new year, which is kind of this always is creates an extra sense of new beginnings for myself. I know that my next year is actually a master number 11. Even though it's a year two, the way that the numbers have added up is it's a two slash 11 master year. So I don't know if any of you know numerology, but it's also another fascinating subject that I'm interested in. But I'm very excited about this coming year Please stay tuned for the programs and the new master classes and workshops that I'm creating. I have a lot of things up my sleeve that I'm cre- that I'm excited to share with you. If you are interested in an Akashic Record reading, I am booking in April. So you can go to my website, themalibumedium.com or my Instagram link in bio at malibumedium to book in your session. And I am wishing you all the most blessings. I appreciate you. If you're loving the show, please leave me a rating and review. That would mean so much to me. And you can always DM any comments that you have. I really love hearing from each and every one of you. Feedback, things you want to hear, how this show has resonated, the connection that I have from this podcast is what lights me up the most. So I would love to hear from you. And as always, remember your light is fearless.